listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hey, everybody. Ready to splash you with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. Woo. And ours is about to it's get rehydrated. baby. I know. We're going to splash. Big. I am so <laughs> excited about this guest because she's one of my hula hoop friends. And she, to you, is, you know, the queen of fiction. <laughs> you know. I mean, number one. No, no, no. Number one, because mm. you know second is the first loser. Number one New York <laughs> Times bestselling author. She's been described in Publishers Weekly. Um as the inspirational fiction superstar. We just call her the queen of fiction. That's you know right, what I mean? Right. Um, her books, she has over 25 million copies in print. Um, she also hosts this amazing writing intensive for inspiring writers. Wow. Yes, I need to That's talk awesome. to you offline about that because I have my daughter in love's <laughs> birthday coming up and I got to get her in on this to be a great mother-in-law. But it, it's called Believe. Mm. Isn't that amazing? I mean, to be able to sit down. So please welcome to the Splash Zone, Karen Kingsbury. Woo! Yay! Hello! We're so happy you're here from Nashville. Yes, it's a rainy day in Nashville as we talk, but it's not normally that way. We are, we love Nashville, so it's great. And I'm so glad to be here. So glad you're here. So nice to have you. So what's amazing is I don't know how many people know this, and because our families are friends and we're all so close, I actually met you. Barbara, do you remember when we met her? I sure do. So this story I have to share with everybody. high seas. Yes, we're on a cruise ship. This was the first cruise ship I've ever been on because a floating buffet um, isn't really good for me. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm I'm doing soft serve uh, 24 hours a day. I'm like, 2 a.m., it's open. Let's go, buddy. But Candace, Barbara's daughter, was speaking on mm-hmm. this cruise ship, and she's like, Mom, you and Shalene, come with me. So we go. Mm-hmm. And I just have never been interested in going on a cruise, nope. but I will do anything with you, buddy, and Candace, obviously. So we get on this cruise ship, and Candace said to me, we got I got to do this autograph signing. So we start walking this cruise ship, and they're big. I had no idea how big they are. You can definitely get your 10,000 steps in. So we're walking, and there is a line of people, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, we're not going to make dinner. This thing is wrapped around, 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 mm-hmm. like no joke. Mm-hmm. We get to the where Candace is signing and realize that that line wasn't for Candace. It was for Karen. That's right. And they're holding like 35 books in their arms. Like like literally dead weights. I'm like, they're just, you know, have dumbbells. And there are pictures on the back. And I'm like, I had never heard of her. I'm like, Karen Kingsbury. And these people. And this woman is standing at the end of the line, which... Now I know is you, Karen. And she is talking to each person as if this was the last day they were going to be on earth. Mm. And I watched this going. I mean, you'd think she'd have somebody just sign in a stamp. Right. I mean, you got that many people just stamp my name in this book. And they want to tell her why these characters Mm -hmm. and these stories have affected their life. And I'm watching and watching. And then we get the privilege at dinner to get Mm. to know you and meet you and your family. Mm -hmm. And um, it's all it's all been history from there. But it's really amazing to me how life changing fiction and the way you write. And I, I was blessed 
blessed enough to turn one of her books into a movie like Dandelion Dust, but um, mm-hmm. can point people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that I love so much about your writings and the honesty in your writings is that there are consequences. Not like a Disney movie where they always just get wrapped up in a bow. I remember reading, you know, Between Sundays, which is one of my favorite, A Thousand Tomorrows. Mm-hmm. I mean, people die. Mm-hmm. You have an affair on your wife and her book. Sometimes someone will show up and shoot you. I mean, like, like this stuff happens. And it's like, I think mm-hmm. sometimes we like to go, oh, Jesus is just going to put a little bow on it and it's all going to be great. And it's like, no, it's not. And I think that that's maybe what has made your books so number one every in the world. I mean, 25 million copies in print. Like, what in the world? Yeah. It's unbelievable. But you started out as a sports writer for the LA Times. Karen's a California girl, people. Just hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a little blonde beauty. But you started out, right? Wasn't that true at the LA Times? Yeah. Were you doing murder? Was, uh, no, what was it? Wait. I went, well, what was it really? Sports. Okay, sports. Start. I mean, okay. honestly, sports. Yeah. And I was, of course, knew nothing about sports. So um, <laughs> I really believe, and I, you know, I'm not a fan of this, but they, I think, you know, they had all men in the department. And I was a senior in college. So I needed an intern. Wow. Um, they were hiring like a dozen interns, and everybody was a guy, and it was sports. And, you know, so they were like, looked around and went, you know, we need a woman in here somewhere. And um, and I really, you know, I, I'd rather be hired just being a good writer or whatever, but I didn't, I'm like, what am I going to say? I'm like, yes, thank you. Thank you so much. So it brought me in and I literally knew nothing. I didn't know a touchdown from an end zone from a, you know, third. <laughs> I didn't know what in the world. In fact, my first game, one of the guys, That's <laughs> I so the, funny. I'm on the sidelines, right? And I'm like, this is really kind of exciting. Like I've been to football games. My brother played, you know, I would, you know, catch an occasional Sunday NFL game with my dad back in the day, but I didn't know what was going on. And it was just like, you know, bonding time, like just fun hanging around. I like, you know, the marching band and that sort of thing. So now I'm on the sidelines and I'm walking the line of scrimmage, which I didn't know what that was either. And uh, walking along with this Hans Tesselar, he still writes for them. And he was so sweet. He was my age, you know, and, and he was like, and all of a sudden he grabs me and like practically throws me to the ground away from the line, you know, the sideline. He goes, Karen, you would have been killed. You have to move when the ball comes towards you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I never heard that oh story. My <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, and it's like the action's getting so close. It's so wonderful. <laughs> You're going to be on the ground under a heap of guys, <laughs> you know, move. And wow. he said, oh yeah, my first day as a sports writer, I broke my nose and I learned. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. No way. So yeah did that for a couple of years and then they moved me to the front page and I was doing the murder stories over there and that was discouraging. So, right. I I want to write books. Oh my goodness. But at that time, you know, people look at you and are so inspired, not only by the Bible studies and things that you put out through Lifeway and then all the books that you write. And then even just being so personable on, you know, social media. I mean, you let people come right in. You're so transparent. And, um, but you didn't know Christ during this time. No, and that was the crazy thing. When I was hired to be a sports writer, I hadn't even I hadn't, hadn't met my husband. And so yeah, I go, I meet my husband. We're working out. This is the uh, best story, buddy. This is the yeah. best story. I have story. not heard yes. this, Karen. Crazy. Donald is like a Bryce. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah so he okay, he they really they're, that's why they're such good okay. friends. They're very similar. So tell yeah. this story is unbelievable. Yeah, so we so so Donald and I worked out at the same health club for three years and never saw each other because he was the early morning riser and I was the late night. Better get it in before I go to bed. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Have to get there. So he worked out late one day and there he was and he just kept walking by and smiling. Well, that led to a conversation. The conversation led to a first date and he. 
He said, I just have one thing though. You know, I don't know where you're at with all this, but if it's okay, I'd like to bring my Bible to the date, you know? And <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine what my face looked like. <laughs> okay. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard, but he was really cute. <laughs> so I'm like, um, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, sure. If you need to bring the Bible, sure. Go, go ahead. That's great. And so he, uh, he does, he brings the Bible. I'm like, is he going to show up on a bike? Like, I didn't know what sort of, <laughs> and it wasn't white shirt. I didn't know what, <laughs> what was happening. So anyway, but he, he comes in a car. I was happy. And he comes in a car. Comes in. <laughs> so That's yeah, so, so he comes in, thankfully, you know, and uh, he brings his Bible and like, I'm just like, okay, like, this, he's so cute. Like, okay, we have to get over this Bible thing. So he says, let's, can we just like read Philippians four? And I'm just deer in the headlights. Like, um, you know, I don't know a Philippian from any Ippian. I don't know what that means. <laughs> if it's <but>. flipping. <laughs> How long is it? This, that's about a mind. Can we get through it quickly? How so long is it? Open, open the Bible and we start reading. And, and of course, Philippians four, like I have that memorized now. It's so beautiful. Sure. So full of peace. And I'm just like looking at my watch, like, eyebrows raised like okay good so okay so can we check that box <laughs> get on with the date there we go so um that went on for like three months and for three months it was just this like bringing the bible and did you know that in Thessalonians I'm like what is it I don't know what the, what you're doing I don't know what this means so I was off balance. I couldn't have a debate or discussion because I didn't know the Bible. I'd never opened the Bible. Mm. And finally, one wow. day, I'm standing next to him, sunny afternoon in Southern California, or by his beat up old uh, Mustang that he drove. And he's he's reading something from the Bible, and he tries to show me, and I take it, and in my lowest moment, take it and I throw it on the ground, and it's like highlighted, underlined, like it's his favorite thing, and I throw it on the ground and break the binding in two. No. If you can picture. Yeah. Oh and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I am going to be the first person on the down staircase. The earth is going to open up and I will be the first one. Thank you very much. Swallow. There we go. You know, swallow it up. That's it. He picks up the pieces. He he leaves. He kind of gives me a sad look. And when he's, when he's gone, I think, you know, I need to fix this. I need it. Not because I felt bad, really. I did feel bad, but I, I thought it was for sure going to hell. But I thought, I got I to gotta do something here to rectify this. And so I drove to this weird little store that I'd passed by all my life living in Southern California. And it was a um, Valley Book and Bible. It's like oh! Christian. <laughs> so sad. I just like looked the other Valley way. Valley Book and Bible. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes. And I would drive by and here I love writing. I love reading. And I wouldn't even like look that way. It was just such a spiritual thing. So such a battle out there. So anyway, I drove there and I said, I need a Bible in English and uh, I need something uh, to look up words. <laughs> because, <laughs> but you know, I need to know what a Philippia is. <laughs> What's what a is Philippian? It? What is it? What is it? And uh, so now, you know, I'm 23, 24, whatever I was at that point. And, and I think I know everything, of course. Uh, and sure. I've got my man-made beliefs all figured out. Mm. And, and somewhat based on, like, I did believe in God, I would have said. You know, now I know that wouldn't help much on that down <laughs> Right. But so I, I sit in the parking lot and I look up some keywords and some phrases that I know have to be there and they're not there. And wow. I can I can hear God like I can hear God saying, "Well, Karen, you know, you can either fall away with all your man-made beliefs, or you can grab onto my word and never let go." And mm. girls, I grabbed. I was mm. like, "I'm in this. This what I'm reading is not archaic. What I'm reading is not outdated. It's speaking mm -hmm. straight to mm -hmm. me in my Volkswagen sitting in the parking lot of Valley Book and Bible. Mm. I am sticking with it." 
Mm-hmm. And so called him and called the guy, you know, Donald, and I said, so sorry about the Bible. And uh, did about two, got one for you, one for me, and let's see if we can't move forward. Um, and then pretty soon we found a church and then got baptized on December 13th, 1987, and just have kept, you know, his word at the center ever since. Wow. Always will. Wow. What a great <laughs> wow. story. And you and Donald have been married. Let everyone know. 33 years. 33 years. Wow. Yep, right. Six kids. And uh, mm. now we're it's still, I still feel like we're like in our 30s. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Grants, we have five, three, not five, three little grandkids. <laughs> Am I giving five. another announcement? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> What's happening? Twins coming. <laughs> no, um, yeah, five, three, and one little grandboys mm. that live just 15 minutes away. And we get to see them all the time. And guess what? This is the coolest part of the story. So a friend of mine, I didn't make this idea up, but a friend of mine was saying how her friend who was in her, you know, I don't know, whatever, a grandma, and she reads the Bible every year, reads it through, and she makes it for one of her grandkids. Like all the notes in the Bible, all the letters, everything is to that one grandchild. Hmm. And so I'm doing that right now for Hudson. Oh, and as I, I've got, you know, some of the Bibles have that side, like they have like the journal Mm -hmm. space on the sides. I got one of those. So it's like, dear Hudson, if you see this parable of the seeds, just know that God is calling you to be in the good soil. Like I can say things to him in the wow. side. Like, That's really right. my sports coming up. But yeah. So anyway, the Bible thing has come full circle where I'm so in love with God's word that I'm going to make sure each of my grandchildren have something. The most special thing I could ever pass down to them mm. is a Bible with my notes in it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow. Amen. Beautiful. And see, I don't have grandkids yet, so I can get on this. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? You have, have to, to go time. back. Yeah. Barbara, Barbara, there's too many, and they're all adults now. I'm like, oh, did I miss the boat or what? No, Barbara, no. You've you got so much time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You've done well. You've done well. Your children rise and call yeah, you right. blessed. It's amazing. Amen. Wow. That's, that's just amazing. so good. Yeah, so it's good. so good. And your books, it's amazing. I I got to speak this year because now COVID's opened up. And where were we, buddy? Where I mean, Karen, where were we when we went to, uh, and and Austin was there? Um, Yeah, where was that? What's we in Tulsa, Oklahoma? I remember where I'm going next, but I don't remember behind. So we're at Tulsa doing Extraordinary (laughs) Women. And the people come out and her books Mm-hmm. are life-changing mm-hmm. fiction, yeah. right? They're not true stories. Mm-hmm. And yet these these characters. Mm-hmm. And so we were on, we went to- uh, I remember in Florida. Didn't we go oh, in Florida? Yes. Remember? Remember and, they dressed oh, yes. in the book. I know, I know. And the woman dressed up yes, as the book as the covers. <laughs> and, and then the character, she brings her family, because yes. the family looks like her characters, yeah. out on stage. And people really believe mm-hmm. that the Baxters and the, yep. it's, 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 Phenomenal. I yeah. mean, it's it's yeah, unbelievable. It's you don't believe it until you're there. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, so I appreciated true. that land one. We got off the ship and we went actually to a nice hotel in Florida. <laughs> I'm like, can you do more of those? I like those ones. Um, but it was, it's just, it's unbelievable how these books allow you to point people to mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. And every book I've given someone, someone's come back to talk with me mm. and say, you know, I give them to a lot of my tennis friends because mm. they love reading, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so here they are at North Ranch mm-hmm. and I'm handing them these books and they're devouring them. Mm. They're just devouring <laughs> them. And then but and the truth sets you free. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, but great. I have to it's tell great. you a true story that I witnessed we had just got done filming like Dandelion Dust way back in the day, 08-ish, mm-hmm. with Barry Pepper, Mira Servino. And Karen invites my family 
to Atlantis in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. as in she paid. They're the most generous people I've ever met. And, and you know what? This is what I say. I go, you'll never meet a generous person that's broke. <laughs> She's loaded. But let me just tell you. It's like she. you guys are so generous. And it's not just to us. Mm-hmm. They'll take another family. And the kids all had their friends there. And so we get to go to Atlantis. And that was really special to me because back in 1990 mm-hmm. when I married Bryce, we went to Club Med, mm-hmm. which was in the Bahamas Paradise Island. Well, Atlantis mm-hmm. took the whole thing over. So we got to go there before the last hotel was ripped down, buddy. And Bryce and I got a picture under the tree that oh, we did wow. when we were 21 and Aww. 23. And so we're on this trip and we were talking about this whole thing that happened with the movie. I mean, one day we're filming the movie, I don't know if you remember this, in Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. and the craft service truck blows up on the freeway and oh, it yeah. makes the no- local news. And so we're going through does. the drive through <laughs> of McDonald's saying, I need 175 <laughs> bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits. You know what I mean? Because you got to feed the crew. And, you know, you're not going to learn that at your $500,000 film school at USC, okay? Oh, and when the cash service truck breaks down, this is what you do, boys and girls. So it's just you got to produce, right? Or Barry Pepper telling you that, you know, he's playing a guy in prison for beating his wife, that he'd like to meet a guy in prison in Jacksonville for beating his wife. And I'm like, oh, let me get my phone out and Rolodex that real quick and you can go meet them because you're a method actor. Yeah. Oh my gosh, right, right? So we're sitting there talking about the movie and celebrating the completion of it because anyone who's ever made a movie, it's just trying not to get made. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's just so hard. And Karen takes a napkin. Bryce is sitting right next to me. A napkin on the table, buddy. And she starts writing a series on the napkin and then grabs another napkin and and she gets a whole four book series, take one, take two. No, I'm not even joking. This thing was bestseller too. And she wrote it at Atlantis. So if the IRS ever wants to say, does she write books? Yes, she does. I've seen it. I've seen her do it at this place. And she writes yeah. a bestseller on the napkin. I mean, this is just in her blood. She's just yeah. able oh, to do God. it. Yeah. That, would you remember yeah. that? What a gift. I do remember that. I, it was, I, it's like I go in a little trance. I'm still fine. I'm with everyone. Yeah, you were. But it was so fascinating. Coming out, and I have to put it down on something so that I can <laughs> look at the notes later and remember what I was thinking because I could see it. That's it. I can see yeah. it. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why they do well on film is because it's so visual to me. And then done right, you know, like like the analyze dust, you can then it becomes visual to everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> now you know, Karen was very close with her father, like mm. you, buddy. And mm. we just recently, how many years was it this last month? He's been in heaven now. 14, 14 years. I got an opportunity to meet him when they were Mm -hmm. still living in Washington State. Mm -hmm. And he could not have been more proud of Karen. Like, I'll just say it. She's his favorite. (laughs) I could tell when I walked in the family, right? But he would show up at the kids' musicals Mm -hmm. and just beaming. But he told you something when you were young about your writing. Mm -hmm. Share that. You know, it's funny, so we talk about this. He is, he's so special. And we talk about this, you know, today, I, I've, I've been catching this. There's, this, there's a movie out right now called Show Me the Father that I just have loved, it's so good. Uh, and they really focus on the blessing and how mm-hmm. in Hebrews days, you know, back in, when the Israelites were looking and waiting for their savior, they were still this blessing. I mean, right from the beginning of time that passed on to the next generation. And my dad did that in, you know, current day words, but he would read anything I'd written. I mean, I started writing books at five, like just stapling pages. They were terrible and they were spelled wrong, but you know, I was, I wanted to write. 
And so I would bring the, if I brought it to my mom, she would point out the spelling errors. <laughs> everyone needs an editor. Copy editor. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when I brought it to my dad, he would just get tears in his eyes. He would go, Karen, this is just beautiful. You know, 10, 12, 15 years old, bring him a short story. And he'd just, oh, just Karen, one day everyone is going to mm. read your work. Mm-hmm. And then he'd say, you know, mm. Karen, someone has to be the next best-selling author. I think it's going to be you. Right. This is so beautiful. The power so he of affirmation. He, he just loved it. And, um, you know, there's a an interesting thing about that because he he was the first person to go with me to my, when I had to first cover a sporting event, like I didn't have Hans, I didn't have anyone helping me. My dad took me. He sat in the stands and he took notes because he understood everything that was going on. I stood down there with my blonde hair and just kind of walked along with the crowd and back and forth and tried to get a few quotes. And then on the way back, he said, okay, this is what happened. You know, here's how many yards this person ran. And here's that. Here's how many touchdowns. This, this is why they won. And I only had to write like an eight inch story. So it was like not a big deal, but I couldn't have done it without him. So he was just, mm-hmm. yeah, he was there every step of the way. And there's something, there's a really great story I want you to hear, buddy, okay? When her dad went to heaven, you were, where were you when that song came on? I want you to tell all of our Splash family this story because it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. And I actually got to be with her once when we were coming out of an elevator. But tell the story. This is crazy. Yeah, the whole thing is just amazing. So my dad, like, you know, years before he passed, he called me right out of the blue and just said, hey, I just heard this Rod Stewart song called Have I Told You Lately That I Love You? And it's my song for you and Don and the kids. And it's my song for the whole family. It's just mm, exactly so how I feel. Sweet. Isn't that so sweet? So, yeah. of course, between that point and when he passed, we really, I mean, it wasn't, it's a 1970s song. You don't really hear it mm. all the time. Right. And, and really kind of faded out as not really being one of the main things we really heard or whatever. But when he had his heart attack and he lived in the hospital for six weeks, and it was miraculous how that even happened, but he's in the hospital and he's in ICU and we're bringing him his favorite songs. And we brought that song. I told you lately that I love you. And he was on a trick and he was, you know, he was never going to make it over the hump from this heart attack, but he was with us and he was, his eyes were alert. And he was aware and he just held our hands and just these, these quiet tears just streaming down his face, smiling and just these tears. So we we're like, okay, this song is so important. So we had those words, have I told you lately that I love you engraved on his tombstone. Mm. And we kind of thought that's that, you know. Well, we go on from there and like a few weeks later, it's Austin's home, you know, first home baseball game. And he's like 10 and he hits a home run and he was pretty regular home run hitter. Mm-hmm. And Papa would always give him a dollar for every home run. And uh, so he comes back to the, back to us in the stands at the end of the game. And he's like, he's like, looks so down. And I said, oh. honey, you know, mm-hmm. Papa sees you like he, I know he has a window in heaven, you know, and he has the ball in his hand. Like Papa would have wanted this ball. And so we wrote for Papa on it. We still have it actually, mm-hmm. you know, on our book page right now. Anyway, we get in the car, we're all kind of like, it's just the reality of losing someone. It's just, it was heavy in the car. And Mm. so turn on the engine and we don't get to the edge of the parking lot. And have I told you lately? Wow. Right. And we're like, okay, that's Mm. like, we just like take a moment. Then it moves to Christmas. It's Christmas time. We're getting in the car after a big family. We, my dad loved going and seeing like a Christmas show, a play or a musical. We had done that. We're getting in the car. Same thing. We don't get to the main road and. It comes on at Christmas time. Wow. You know. Have I told you lately? Yes. Aww. You don't have that, that broad steward in the middle of Christmas. And so <laughs> you have jingle you know, bells. <laughs> and Tyler, our when our wow. oldest son, Tyler says, Mom, I think you should turn it. It's so sad, you know. And I said, You oh. know, Tyler, I'm gonna turn it up. <laughs> I don't Thank get you. it. Yeah. But 
I will take it. I don't know. I just know God knows, and He wants us to know that Papa's okay. Yes. Ma'am. So this goes on, and then we're you know we're we're in New York, and it's like Kelsey and Kyle went with me on this business trip, and I'm at the top floor of the Simon and Schuster building, and they're basically saying we love your work. We see great things ahead for you, and we don't, you know, we like this is not this is not church, right? So these are not people. Yeah, Simon and Schuster isn't, you know, life way or something. It doesn't, you know, but but they loved it, and they're like, we just we don't really even know that we can explain it, but we love how we feel when we read it, and we can't put it down, right? And they're just celebrating the books, and so I go to leave, and my books are in the case actually in the in the lobby. And they're like the cover and then my face, cover face. There's like a lot of my face in the lobby that day. And the security guy, he goes, he looks at it. He looks at me back at the books. He goes, hey, that's you. I said, yeah, it is. And, you know, all I'm thinking on the elevator ride down that day was like my dad would have loved to have known that this oh, happened. He was right. Mm, you know, like this was, was that right. made it moment, you know. So to so them, the security guard goes, well, look at that. And he kind of crosses his arms and he nods his head. And he said, you made it. And I thought, oh, Lord, I just want to call heaven. Like, it just, I, like, it was so touching, but it wasn't, it wasn't my dad. So I go outside, get in the cab before Ubers, you know, get in the, get in the cab and Kelsey and Kyle are in the cab waiting and, and they say, well, how'd it go? I said, you know, it was great, but I'm missing Papa so much. So anyway, one of the people at Simon and Schuster had said, you should go check out Highline Park, Southern part of Manhattan. And just, mm. you know, the old railway built above the city with really pretty landscaping and it's quieter. So we said, you know, let's do it. So we changed our plans. And we drove down to, to Highline Park. We get up on the park and it's a beautiful view of the Hudson River. We're trying to take pictures of ourselves. You know, like me and Kelsey, Kyle takes one. I take one of Kelsey and Kyle. And then we're trying to do a selfie, but we had that thing that, um, you know, it doesn't make phone calls or text. It's called the camera. Um, <laughs> you remember that old thing? So, and we're getting like, you know, tins and foreheads and it's just not working. So this man walks by with this woman and he stops. And he says, well, I'd be happy to take that picture for you. And we're like, wow, it's New York City. Kind of crazy. So very friendly. So um, he takes, Kelsey shows him how to use a camera. He takes a picture. And then he and the woman start to walk their way. And, and actually, before he handed it back to Kelsey, he looked at it and he said, this is a really lovely and you know it's one of those sad things in my heart was that my dad never met kyle so it's just mm, kind of kelsey's like husband, that moment. Kyle, yeah. yeah kelsey's husband kyle so anyway then he and the woman walk on their way and kelsey says to me do you know who that was and i look back at the guy and i'm like an old hipster from new york i don't know you know and she said no mom look look no. you have to look and she no. goes mom that's rod stewart oh, oh my god and i'm like no. And then, you know, not wanting to look totally crazy, I begin to walk like a super crazy fast woman. Oh, <laughs> my him. goodness. Uh, he turns around and I go, sir, sir, sir. He's like, yes. He kind of think he thought I was having like a, a seizure or some episode. <laughs> or something. <clears throat> he puts his hand on my arm. I put oh, my hand on his. Really cry. It's like... I look into his eyes. I go, sir, are you Rod Stewart? And he kind of, you know, there's no people or paparazzi. Yeah. He kind of nods. He goes, yeah, I am. I'm in town for my book tour. Well, I did not tell him about me being an author at all. I said, sir, I said, can I tell you about my dad? <laughs> so I tell him about my dad and how, you know, have I told you lately that I love you is even on his tombstone. Rod Stewart gets tears in his eyes, okay. puts his hands together, mm. like praying hands, lifts them up toward heaven. And he looks me right in the eye because you will never know how much I needed to hear that today. Wow. Then Rod Stewart, I'm a damn missing my dad. <laughs> Rod Stewart goes, can I give you a hug? Oh. And Rod Stewart gives me a hug in Lower New York, hours after I'm having this meeting where I've quote unquote made it, you know. Right. And and he goes on his way, and, and we're like, 
okay, like what are the odds of that? And then, you know, obviously there's no odds of that. There's, no, it's just there's no you such and thing as two of you, you know, Barbara and Chalene, you could be dropped off in New York City in different yeah, places and right. wander for 200 years and never run into each other. Okay, okay. question, you know? question. Oh, Have you ever seen them again and were able to tell him or does he know <laughs> yes. who you are now? Yes, so the Today Show, <laughs> the Today Show asked me to come on and tell that sh- that story. Yes. And they said, but, you know, caveat, like we know him and we just want to make sure that it oh. could have been an old hipster. Anybody could say <laughs> that they were Rod Stewart, you know. So they're like, we, we're going to have to reach out to him and make sure it's it's real, <laughs> you know. So oh he came on by video on the show oh, and he's like, oh. Yeah, he goes, I, I totally remember that. And you have no idea how much it meant to me. And he said, I didn't know you were an author. And now I have your books. Oh. <laughs> no, he walked what? into Simon Schuster and your face was all over the freaking wall. Like, He's like, wait, I think not, I just like, saw her. Wow. Oh, it was oh. so sweet. And so, and the, the fact that God was not only busy letting me know how loved I am by the Father mm. and by my Father, but by my Heavenly Father. Not mm. only that, but he was working in Rod Stewart's life too. Yes. Rod yes. needed to hear that story right at that mm. moment. Like I just, we were, it, it was, it was still, I, I even now have chills just even imagining how good is our God that there's not one day that's just a boring old regular day. God is at work and the miraculous is happening all around us. Wow. That's right. What a great story. Uh, mm. I mean, it just... Yeah, Rod Stewart's one of Robert's favorites. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Oh, yep. yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's he's going to like story. this episode of Splash. That's <laughs> that Robert here. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah. We, we'll be doing something with her, like, um, I think it was when we were at the premiere of the Light Dandelion Desk, and we come out of the elevator yes. in the hall, and she goes, Shalene, and we get super quiet, you know, walking in the hall, the music. Have I told Shalene? Oh you? And Do you I go, remember? Karen! Oh, Karen! And my, Do you I remember the little, pumps. what is that little trailer where they, with like the little restroom trailer on set? They pump in that like kind of fake music coming in, you know, right. the music no, remember or whatever. You were cleaning the toilets. Then too. I went That's in, right. I guess. <laughs> she cleaned right the about toilets that. in the store wagons. I'm like, they're like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. And like, she's the author. <laughs> oh my God. Like, we're doing the movie because she wrote it. Yeah. It was hilarious. I'm in that little claustrophobic space, and that song came on in there too during the oh filming of the movie. The filming of goodness. the movie yeah. in Jacksonville, Florida wow. is absolutely, you can't make it up. Like right. you just mm-hmm. can't make it up. And it's right. it's God just considering us and yeah. how much he loves us and how mm. much he knows about us. And he feels you what we're what, feeling. You oh. know what's so interesting is that, you know, you think of those kinds of things as just coincidences, you know? I mean, when my sister passed, it was like she loved butterflies and other kinds of things. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm now zooming in on butterflies that are just encircling my patio and my garden. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, mm. hi, Joanne. And then there wasn't just one, there was two. And I'm just like, she's in heaven with my dad. You know, it was mm. just like the, the butterflies kept coming and then other things that were being, you know, recognized and, and just thought about. But God is so good that he just helps with the pain and, and comforts us with wonderful memories. And mm, uh, so true. So good. Wow. It's, I, it just, yeah, I, it's great. It just leaves you speechless. Yeah, yeah, it really I mean, does. you just worship. I've only hear that song when I'm with her. Mm. I don't hear that song. I don't play that song. I mean, Shalene, we'd have to be here. I, we, I'm telling you, we'd have to be here another half hour if I told you all the crazy times. When Kelsey was in labor the day she was going to have Hudson, we'd go to get our, her nails done. First grandbaby. 
Yeah, first grandbaby. We're in the, you know, obviously this is not, this is, I don't know what music they're playing in this sweet little Vietnamese shop there. I don't know, but it was. <laughs> and and Jenny Nail. Jenny Nail. We'll do one now. $2 yeah, flower. And I have a video. There she is. And she's little baby Hudson's kicking on her big nine month belly that she's got. Of course, she was pretty tiny, but, you know, just basketball. And up comes the song. And, you know, it's like the Lord is wow. going. Guys, you know, a hundred years isn't really that long, mm. and this is just Earth. Mm. And I know you. I feel you. Yes. I, I know what it's like to to wear human skin. Mm. And I I wept at Lazarus's death, and I understand mm. how you feel. I just want you to know yes. it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh someone so needed to good. hear that. Yeah, I really. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> oh man. See, she just. This is why she can just write. It just comes out of her because you actually got rooted in the truth of the Word of God. That's right. Your husband took you to where truth came from. Mm -hmm. And then the creative genius that you are is able to splash that onto people everywhere. And Mm -hmm. not just that, it's like what your family does to love people well blows Bryce and I away all the time. I mean, they have an organization Mm -hmm. called the One Chance Foundation. Mm -hmm. Can you just share about that? Because I've gotten to meet some of the families who are blessed because of your writing and what you do that you guys would have even a foundation like this inspired by the memory of your dad, you know, and I I just think it's so neat. Yeah. My dad would always say, you know, life is not a dress rehearsal. You have Mm -hmm. one chance to write Mm -hmm. the story of your life. So get that one right. I mean, however many other books you write, but get the story of your life right. That's the one that matters. So in honor of that one chance, we have the One Chance Foundation and readers come alongside us and they get books, they get perks. If they join the club, there's different levels. You know, if you give a certain amount a month or a certain amount one time, you get signed books and we all win. So it's a great thing. But we give out about uh, a, we have about one grant a month that we give out three to five thousand dollar grant. We kind of come in at the end. We're not a major corporation like something Stephen Curtis might do or or somebody else. But um, but this has been so helpful for people. They're like they've done all their GoFundMe's. You know they've got everything. They now they're trying to travel. They're trying to go pick up their child to come home to their forever family, and they just need that extra push. So we've been. So blessed to be able to, um, you know, between, well, every, every time I do an event, all my book sales go to the One Chance Foundation. So mm. we just have people write checks straight to that and all the money goes over there, which has been a fantastic help. And then all the readers. And so, yeah, we're just bringing kids home to their forever families and wow. being that last that last piece that they need that they're praying for. Mm-hmm. So they supply these grants to families who are seeking to adopt. Right. And yes. it's just, it's such a wonderful, wonderful. thing. And, and the readers get books and people ask Karen to speak and she donates it. And then just God multiplies it like the five loaves. It's, mm. it's unbelievable. Mm. And when you see the families and get to talk with the families who just could not have afforded to adopt that baby, it's crazy. Right. I, it's, it's so beautiful. And talk about, you know, James one twenty seven, just true religion, taking mm-hmm. care of widows and orphans. Mm-hmm. That's what we're called right. to do. We're not called yeah. to save the world. God's going to do that, but we can yeah. leave people, each person a little better than we met them, give them that one chance. And our yeah. listeners can get involved right now with the One Chance Foundation. There's also something super cool, because you know how I always do my little undercover customer, buddy, when I'm mm-hmm. out places? <laughs> well, Karen took this to a whole nother level. <laughs> And with her son, Austin, and they have this amazing organization that's now in Hobby Lobby, and I'm going to let her share about it, but it's called You Were Seen. And everyone listening right now needs to lean in because if you're a follower of Jesus and you don't want to get on a plane and go to Africa or be crazy like us, some of us who do crazy things, or you're not an author (laughs) to write, you know, 50 million books in print, or, you know, you're not the mother of superstars like Kirk Cameron and Candace Cameron, but 
you are living and you're going to a dry cleaner or you go to get your mail at the post office or you you go to a restaurant and have something to eat or you're getting your car washed or you just are, you know, working out at the gym. This, what they started was amazing. It's called You Were Seen. And can you share about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it started, there was this waiter and his name was Henry and he was an, an older Asian man who was very good at what he did. And I mean, he just was like, I, I mean, I, I waited tables through college. I know what it's like, you know, and it's hard. And especially today when no one wants to work. I think like, everyone okay, should do know. that once in their life, by the way, be a waiter. I, know, waiter. I love, totally. yeah, that job was so good for me. Absolutely. And anyway, so Henry was amazing, but like about three fourths of the way through the meal, I just was watching him. And when he was off the floor, he looked like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. Mm. And I thought, my gosh, he's going to, he's going to break down or something. Something's not well with Henry. And so I, you know, I couldn't help it. Just tears started kind of coming down my cheeks and Donald looks at me. He's used to me being kind of crazy. So he's like, are you thinking of a character? (laughs) No. (laughs) Are you about to kill one off? Like what's going on? Yeah. Why are you crying? Are we okay? I'm like, we're good. I said, no, Henry, look, I go, who's going to tell him about Jesus? Mm. Like, I can give him a great tip and I can say, you know, God bless you. But people say that when you sneeze. And so I just thought, I, I don't have any way to actually help him. And so um, Donald was like, well, what are you thinking? And I said, I'm, God's giving me an idea. So we came home and I just thought, let's start this thing. Get out a napkin, everybody. Get out a napkin. (laughs) That everyone can do. And it's just so easy. Just carry these cards around. They're Mm -hmm. small. They look like business cards. but They say, you were seen. There's a QR code on the back. It takes you to our website, youwereseen.com. And from there, it's very storytelling and it's not, it doesn't feel religious. It feels very- Totally, um, it's not church easy at all. Yes. Yeah, it's like coffee shop conversational, you know, kind of thing. And so then from there though, we link to the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and we partner with them with um, their Plan for Salvation links, their help links to 24-7 prayer line. So that's on the card. So literally- now, if I were to meet Henry again, I would be ready. And I would be ready with a great tip because we've got to be the most generous. thankful and generous Thank people. You. We Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's our father, right? He, Jesus was just generous to the point of the cross. So mm. yeah, I, I agree. You can't outgive God. And especially when you just, it's, it's our delight to carry these cards, to see them now in, in Hobby Lobby. And, mm. um, you know, it's so simple. You just, hey, you know what? You were seen by me today. You did a great job. That's Thank cool. you yeah, so much for your work awesome. ethic. And not only that, but you are seen by God every day. Thank and you. just check out the website because, you know, there's some great encouragement. That's all you have to say. And you can amazing? change someone's wow. life. We always say, you know, like, let's take Henry. All of my life, every step, every day, every trip, every moment led to that single moment, that single dinner. Mm. All of Henry's life, all of it, all of his, wherever he'd been and whatever he'd done led to that single moment where our lives intersected just mm. for a moment. Mm. Be ready. And the way to be ready is to have a card like this. It's You don't have to be an evangelist. You don't have to know theology. Awesome. Just pass it on to them. I love it. I love, with a nice love, tip love, love, or love yep. just saying, I yep. see you, yep. like you, you're, you're killing it. Yep. MVP, right. I want to give mm-hmm. you this URC card. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And is it org yep. or youwereseen.com? What is it? It's, yeah, youwereseen.com. Dot com. And just, you know, you were seen by me today. You are seen by God every day. So mm. just you were seen. Oh, yeah, you, you were seen, seen by me today yeah. and you've been seen by God every day. Awesome. Knows how many hairs are on yeah. your head. I have another uh, question. Okay, and I want to yes. go back. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to go back to believe your three day. Yes, yes, yes. How do people and know about aspiring that? writers and, yeah. that want to? Yes, you know who I'm thinking about. Who are you thinking about? Oh, 
Olivia. We, oh, yes. Kirk's daughter. Oh. Kirk's daughter, Olivia. Oh, my oh, gosh. My you've got to go. I've met her. You yes. have met her. Yes. She is an amazing, amazing writer. thinking romantic writer. She has it on Instagram. Mm. It's Liv's Word, L-I-V-S-W-O-R-D. Yes, Liv's Word. And uh, she's in Spain right now. Mm-hmm. And she's, Getting inspiration. Uh, yes, and she is. Speaks fluent Spanish. She now? She's uh, 19, 20. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Right so crazy. There. She's a yeah, beautiful 19, girl. Just yeah. 19. So anyway, yeah, I want to talk to her about that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the first one we had just this past June and it was, it sold out. And it was we, a I hit. Take on. It was a hit. It was oh, so okay. awesome. God just blessed it. People. Yeah. Just, it was, I, I only took 120 students and only 120. I literally in three days taught them everything I know about writing a best-selling book. And there were, you know, it's probably 25% were nonfiction and the rest were fiction. Wow. Um, Authors the only you know, reason levels. I have my two books out is because of the woman you're listening to right That's now, right. Karen Kingsbury, right. and Jesus, right? <laughs> because when I got the call to, to write books, a book, Jillian. I called Karen and was like, I don't want to write. I'm not a writer. I like, I, I'm a storyteller. I like to talk. You know, I do a TED talk. Right. And she's like, this is all she says to me. She's Shalene, write like you speak. Mm. It was the most that, freeing I words. guess my book wouldn't say much, would it? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, she goes, Shalene, write like you speak. They have editor. I go, I have a dangling participle. I've run on sentences. She's like, write More like than you merrier. speak. Oh, she goes, that's go. so good. Yeah. And it was the most freeing thing from somebody like her, a right? number one New York Times bestselling author. And I went, okay, I'm going to do it, Lord. I mean, obviously you dropped this in my lap. It's so crazy because I had no desire ever to do that. And I the that inspired me to do it. You were such a good friend because I was freaking <laughs> out. And so for you to host this, you know, Karen in her free time, right, uh, right, right free is time. also an adjunct professor at mm-hmm. Liberty University. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Brooke's mm-hmm. there. Thank mm-hmm. you again. And Trisha, you know, oh, there's a D1 <laughs> lacrosse team. You can go, what? Um, but I mean, like Karen says it best. She goes, if heaven had a university, it'd be called Liberty. I mean, this, <laughs> this place is like my yeah, Disneyland. But Absolutely. this, are you going to do another Believe coming up? And do you, people can follow you obviously mm-hmm. i mean you have a boatload of followers that can hear about the next um intensive for aspiring writers right these three-day workshops yeah so the next one we have it scheduled already it'll be we haven't gone live with it yet but june 14th to the 16th in 2022 this next year okay and uh we've got if you go to karen kingsbury believe.com you can um, add your name to the wait list. Right now we have, I think like 300 people on the wait list. So I might do two next year just because there's a lot of interest. Okay. Um, but but for sure we'll do the one and I'll give you that heads up. I'll definitely give you that heads up. Awesome. <laughs> please, please. please. That'd be perfect. I would be the best yeah, grandma. No, no. And I'm going to be the best mother-in-love. Okay. So I need to give this to Grace for her birthday coming up. I mean, that's going to, she's going to freak out because she saw it and it was already sold out. Oh, well. And I go, Grace, call me next time. It's over. <laughs> like Karen could have maybe yeah. done 121, you know, over. You know. Um, but yeah. Thank you so much Thanks, for Karen. splashing us this morning and just loving on us and our splash family and just the world, your whole family. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and Tyler, her and her son oh, have I written know. books now. Yeah, they're amazing. I mean, you have men. to come back on, but yep. she has a book coming out that's dropping on October 26th, okay? Forgiving Paris. And this is by far wow. my favorite cover 
of any book she's ever done. This mm. it's it's just this book cover alone. So I can't wait to read it. Forgiveness and Hope in the City of Lights, Forgiving Paris, you guys, October 26th. Ooh. You can pre-order it now. And then in 2022, I did a little research, buddy, um, with Karen, <laughs> Just Once is set to drop on April 26th. And it is the unforgettable World War II love story about a young woman toward between two brothers. And you know, you, all of you that love Karen and maybe those of you who don't know her yet because you've been under a rock, you can see a lot of her movies. Her books have been transformed into Hallmark movies. She's on Hallmark with Candace where you can catch some of, you know, Maggie's Miracle, A Time to Dance, The Bridge, like Dandelion Dust is out there too. And she also has some fun stuff going on with Roma Downey and Will Packer. And she's teamed up to do the beloved Baxter book series, mm-hmm. which is going to be coming out through uh, Roma's Lightworks Media. Right. She's, she's having a streaming platform. Awesome. So those are things. And it's like, yeah. Karen's just producing these books and these producers are like, can we have them and, and do stuff? I mean, they can't <laughs> keep up with how fast she writes the books. They should just <laughs> let Karen produce the movie too and it'd be all done, to be we'll honest. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. But we love you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. And thank you for joining us in the splash zone and until next time splash a little life-changing fiction on somebody you were seen get into somebody's life and let them know that they've mm. been loved by god that's right thank mm. you and i just have to say but thank you so much barbara and Shalene. you have such incredible influence and you were using it for the light you're using it for jesus thank you so much for what you do it has been an honor to be here with you today oh we love you thank you thank you okay bye thanks for joining us today come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com <laughs>